Greetings. In the name of Jesus, we welcome you to our meditation on God's Word, which is in the Living Hope Christian Fellowship with the Church in Buena Park. We are so glad that you connected with us today, and I trust the meditation in 2 Peter chapter 1, 1-11 will be a blessing to you. However, today we are concentrating on only one, one part of a verse of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. Because in this topic, we, have cho- uh, we are now in our series, Patience. Now, patience is what we desire that others do to us. But the Bible focuses more on our patience with others and with ourselves. So why, what's the motivation to diligently add? It's verse in verse 5, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Giving all diligence, add to your faith. And now seven character traits are being stressed. Add to your faith. Virtue, number one. Knowledge, number two. Patience, number three. Temperance, number four. Godliness, number five. Brotherly kindness, number six. And love or charity, number seven. And these are all clearly stated in Second Peter chapter 1, 5-7. Now, our reason why we are concentrating on this is spelled out in verses 8-11. to 11. Listen to God's word. For if these things, those seven, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For some entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly, into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Patience is the third of the seven spiritual character traits that every serious Christian is to add to his faith, following virtue and knowledge. We will not necessarily consult the dictionary what patience means, but we will let the Bible define it in a series of verses. Now, the first is Patience with others is found in Romans 15, 4-6. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another, according to Christ Jesus, that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now let me zero in certain phrases here. In verse 4, it says here, written for our learning. Of course, what we read is basically from the Bible. And then it says, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures. Again, it draws us back to the Scriptures. The Christian who has the divinely provided patience based on the comfort of the possession of the Bible in his heart. 
in Joshua 1, 8 and 9, it says there, Do not let this word depart out of thy mouth, but you will meditate therein day and night, and so the Lord will bless you. Hallelujah. And so, verse 8, we continue. This book of the law, I will read from Joshua 1, 8 and 9. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, verse 9, be strong and of a good carriage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Hallelujah. Now it says here, for the God of patience and consolation. Here we learn that God provides the patience and the consolation while we are going through the testing of patience. We do not produce patience, neither we learn about it. We experience it. Then goes on, like that we will be like-minded one toward another. The intention is that we would have the same mind or attitude one towards another. Only the love of God can produce this quality. And the end is one mind and one mouth glorify God. By having the same mind or attitude with each other, we will experience having one mind finally and one mouth to bring glory to God. And this is supposed to be developed and experienced in the church. As we become recipients of the divine patience, like gold, it will have to be purified and perfected by God. The beauty of God of gold is admired only after being melted in the fire and molded into the intended purpose, like into a ring or a, bra- a bracelet or etc. Second part is, while faith is to be ex- exercised among to others and to show that we are patient because of God's gift to us, we will now talk about the faith that God has planted in our heart and it will be tested. And so Luke 21, 19, in your patience, possess you your souls. As we go to the test of fire and shaping, we must rely on God for faith to be patient by standing on the promises of God. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 reads, Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And so by the grace of God, when we commit everything to Him, the peace of God will possess and keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now we go on to James 1, 3 and 4. Knowing this, that the triumph of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Very clearly presented here, we see the process. Patience is developed and perfected through crisis, trials, testings, or persecution. It's in Romans 2, 7. To them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor, and immortality, eternal life. So when a Christian has his goal to glorify God and finally hear from God, well done, the good and faithful servant, it is by patiently continuing in well-doing 
with patience we all must persevere to exercise his faith for the glory and honor of God, leading to immortality or eternal life. Now the next is Colossians 1.11. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Ah, hallelujah! We can be strengthened by a perfect perseverance, by God's glorious power, with His patience in the middle of long-suffering and joy. Hallelujah! We don't produce it. God works through us. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 Remembering, that is in prayer, Paul was writing to the people in Thessalonica, Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. Because we have the same mind to one another, we pray faithfully and unceasingly for each others. What are they? Work of faith and love with patience in the hope of Jesus Christ before the presence of God and our Father who is ever with us. This we can experience in the church as we zero on our faith in individuals. I remember as pastor in Paramount Church twice, a man came to me and said, Pastor, I want to tell you something. This guy in the church pulled me out twice and said, I sense that you are struggling. You don't have to tell me Tell me what your struggle is, but let me pray for you. And that member of the church, not even an officer of the board, laid his hand on the shoulder of this guy and prayed. And he said, Pastor, he was really a blessing to me. And this guy who prayed for him finally passed away. But he left a testimony of a man who prayed for another for the continuance in the work of faith and love. Hallelujah. Now in Hebrews 10.36, For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Patience is needed. So that after receive Christ and walking the will of God and continue in patience, we will receive His promise reward. Hallelujah. That's very, very important. Starting is good. But finishing and going to the end of the line is very important. Now Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing ye also are compassable with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which that so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So in these verses, there is this clause, run with patience the race. Every Christian is on a race for life, while on earth and on to eternity. And we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Thus we are, as it were, in a spiritual stadium. Filled with all the saints who have gone ahead, rooting for us and praying for us to the finish line. How do we know? They're praying. Because Jesus said that God's word in Hebrews, 
He ever interceded for us. He ever prays for us. And who are the saints? They are the body of Christ, just like we are. And so they're rooting for us and praying for us. And so if we are in the race, we have emptied ourselves of all those uh, extra weight, and we are not running with a necktie and a coat and tie and all those things. We are barely, we just are, you know, at least decency, and we can run. And so the runner looks to the finish line. And what is the finishing line? It says here, looking unto Jesus. He is the finish line. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the one who perfects our faith by inviting us to see his example. What was example? He endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Look to Jesus. He is our model. He is our example. He is the author and finisher of our faith, helping us in our race. In Revelation 2, verses 2 and 3, I know thy works, God is speaking, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake has labored, and has not fainted. Hallelujah. God is totally aware how we run the race, how we treat those around us, finding those who are faithful to Christ and all those who also are not and pretending to be part of the body of Christ. It says, and finding them to be liars. Okay, there might be sinners or liars in our midst, but we pray for them. We don't condemn them. We have no right. Jesus said, judge not that you be not judged. So rather we pray and with patience. We don't expect them to be saints immediately and um, really a model. But as we pray and help them and walk with them and go study God's word together, God will transform them. In Romans 5, 3 and 4, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation work at patience and patience experience and experience hope. Notice the progression that from tribulation to patience, and then experience, and finally hope. For this reason, a mature Christian can be grateful for, he can even rejoice in tribulation. This is only the first step to hope in Christ Jesus. Now, as a Christian, as I said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, now we are waiting for Him. In Romans 8, 24, and 25. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But we hope for what we see not. Then do we with patience wait for it. A person can experience true salvation by faith in Christ Jesus, with the hope that he can give him eternal life. Faith is not based on what we see with the naked eye but on the promises of God in His Word. With this hope, we patiently wait for the fulfillment of the promises of God revealed in the Bible. And one day, we'll hear the trumpet sound and we'll be taken and live with Christ for all eternity. 
Revelation 14, 12 and 13. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. You want to reach that place that Christ has prepared, that He said, I go and prepare a place for you? We have to run the race patiently. Here is the patience of the saints. Revelation 14, 12. Hallelujah. As we keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Yes, the Spirit says according to Revelation 14:13, Yea, said the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works to follow them. Now we have three illustrations here from the Bible. In Hebrews 6, 12, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless, uh, surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And Saul, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Imagine, until hundred years old, he did not have a son. And Sarah, 90 years old, but reaching that age, because God said, you will have a son. And sure enough, the son was born. Isaac was born. Beautiful. And now God says, offer your son as a sacrifice. What? Here is now a teenage boy. And his heart is very happy. God had promised. And God said, offer your son to me. Wait a minute. But he, that's a beauty. When you know God, the voice of God, and the leading of the Holy Spirit, you can obey. And going up there, he brought fire, he prepared the altar, tied Isaac, and ready to kill him as a sacrifice. God said, no, don't kill him. There, there's a ram there caught by the horn. You said a sacrifice. I have seen you. You love me more than you love your son. Beautiful. What do you love most? The pleasures or treasures of this world. We are to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind, and with all our strength. And now with Isaac, as God told Abraham later, you will be like, the, the, your descendants will be as many as this sand on the seashore and the stars in the sky. Hallelujah. And now it's spread all over. And I'll give you a land. And sure enough, Israel now, is in the promised land. Only a part yet, but eventually the whole area that in during millennium it will be experienced. The whole area that God has promised and made clear to Abraham, that from the Mediterranean to the Euphrates River, all of that area will be the land of Israel. Luke eight fifteen. But that on the good ground are they which are in an honest and good heart having heard the word and keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. Hallelujah. Now here's the picture, like seed is 
planted in our hearts and we receive it, we hear the word, and we keep it. And finally, with patience, we bear fruit. But it says in James 5, 7 to 10, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman wait for the precious fruit of the earth, and have long patience for it until he receive the early and latter rain. Be also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take, my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and patience. Yes, we have our growing pains. But as we have growing pains, because we are not just sitting, eating, sleeping, and watching television, and just playing cards, or having parties all the time, we are busy working, preparing your garden, and planting the seed, preparing, maintaining, and finally, there's the harvest, waiting for the precious fruit, hallelujah. The husbandman is called the gardener, and thank God that we can be the faithful gardener. And so many times we see a very beautiful picture of patience to be the gardeners. I remember when I was in grade five, and our one subject was gardening, where we were given a certain area, a good uh, enough to make a plot, and so we put in pairs. So my friend and I dug and uh, softened the earth, made a plot, and we were instructed to plant. And, uh, okay, we planted the seed. I'm trying to remember exactly now, just exactly what we planted. And our peanuts, okay? And we were excited in a few, you know, it's 10, 10 months in school, so by the second month, we already see it growing up. Hallelujah. And so after a few months, it was robust, well watered. The garden was tilled very well and clean, no weeds, because the teacher was uh, checking how we were taking care of the garden plot. But one day I sneaked in. That afternoon, school had already been closed. And I was just excited to see what was, how the peanuts were coming along. So I pulled one up. Ah, yeah, there were peanuts, but they're all white yet, not yet fully developed. So I dug again and put it back. After two days, the plant had wilted. And so the teacher said, somebody tried to pull up the plant and return it. It's now dead. It will not grow to maturity, referring to the peanuts and the roots. So gardeners have to be patient. If it is, you can harvest in three months or four months, then wait for it. Don't mess along and be in a hurry, and then you can harvest very well. And so as we go on through life, we don't know how long we'll be here, and sometimes some of us go severe, trials, testings, and persecution even. But be patient. God is perfecting us, developing us, 
to be that man he wants us to be. And eventually he will say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. God bless you. This is only the third of your faith, virtue, and the virtue knowledge, and on the third is temperance. Oh, thank God. So keep on listening the following Sunday, for then we will go on the seven character traits that we are to inculcate in our life and trust the Lord. God bless you and be patient. Let the Lord work in your life. Amen.